Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Family Jewels. The podcast about family drama, family trauma, and everything else you got from your mama. Family Jewels, when you're here, you're family. Cease and desist from Olive Garden, pending. This is my sister from another Mr. Charlie Dinkin. And this is a person I know, Olga Koch. <laughs> we started this podcast because when you talk shit about other people, it's gossip. But when you talk shit about your family, it's research. Yay! Today, we have a very special guest. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a stand-up comedian. He's your cool older brother. It's Rajiv Karia. Welcome to the podcast, Rajiv. It's an honor to be here. Well, we have a very special icebreaker for you to start, to sort of put you at ease. Um, nice. Charlie, over to you. Is there a way you can be someone's um, dad and someone, your dad and your nephew can be the same person without incest? Okay, let's let's orchestrate this. So dad, but okay, so nephew. Okay, but do you know why I'm asking of... this? Because some people can be like, someone could be like your 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 brother and your uncle if they married your like, your dad. Dad's sibling, and then so how could you be both nephew and your dad? How could your dad be your nephew? Your dad divorces your mum, and then he marries your cousin's. Your then he marries your cousin's daughter. 
It would be close, but it would be, it would not quite be. Okay, your nephew is the son of your brother or sister. So uh, what happens is your dad, your biological dad, divorces your mom, presuming that they're, they're married in a heterosexual marriage, and he. Oh no! It I has to be the other possible. way around. Yeah, well, it, I think you need a little leniency on either side. Either it has to be possibly a stepdad, or we stretch the um, definition of nephew to mean. Uh, son of cousin okay okay or okay. partner of uh, of child of cousin or ch- partner of basically child of a sibling if my sister has a kid and that kid marries my mom that is that both my nephew and dad. my stepdad do you have it okay. could happen but it would be incest this take, are there people in your life in your family in your definition who of family this. who did <laughs> But don't ask me to explain our relationship. (laughs) But do you have people who you consider, who you've done some flexi family definitions on? For whatever reason, like, like somebody you know, people you can, yeah, consider your aunts or your cousins. Oh, I've I've, I've definitely got that because um, I uh, I've got big family on both sides, but um, I my dad's my dad's uh, aunt. Is married. So my dad's mum's sister. Yep. Is married to my mum's brother. <gasps> oh, it really comes okay. around. Yeah, dad's so it's mom's sister. So it's basically, I guess, what, imagine. Is there an age I guess, yeah, they're older. So basically, imagine if it's all, it's kind of on par with if you married somebody and then their <laughs> sibling okay. married like your cousin. Stretch. You know what I mean, so it's like it's it's like yeah. a, a marriage of two families, effectively. Yeah, that. So makes... I've got my cousin on uh, my mum's side is also my dad's cousin on the other side. So she's always a cousin. Yeah. She's not, but she's not upgraded. Always herself. a cousin, <laughs> never a sister. Aunt. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, I think well, she she's my cousin on one side and she's my dad's cousin on the other side. But then my my aunt on my aunt and uncle on my. So my mum's brother was my uncle on my on her side, but he was my great uncle on the other side by marriage. I honestly am so bad at maths. I like shut down when as the second yeah, you yeah. explain this. That's so. So he's both. But things. you get what I'm doing here with the the the, the, yeah, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. marriage that come thing. Together. So that you're related to a person by two sides. I like that. I heard recently someone who is like a sister of someone I went to school with, but she's getting married to the cousin of her best friend's husband. And that seems ideal to me. Oh, that sounds really yeah. nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they have made themselves Perfect. family. They were Perfect. already friends, now they're family. Yeah, yeah. That kind of feels, an old fashioned in a way. Families, the union of families, the union of the grouping of people who well, already- Well, your brother married other. your friend, so. He did, yeah, so in nice. a way, the same. Yeah. It's very, very, I'm, I'm now I was gonna mention that, but I didn't know if they were like public. No, no, they got married. They got married three times. I didn't know if they were married publicly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope so, because enough weddings. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yes, he, but then, so her, she has a very nice family, lovely family, love her family. But I think, he, him on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be in her family. She does have a really cool brother, actually. I was like, he's in, I like him. But uh, when they got married, my brother to me was like, well, they're your family too now. And then I slight, I mean, yes, in a way, obviously feel warm and nice towards them. Look forward to getting to know them very well. But would you consider your siblings Partner's family. Partner's family to be your family. It's it's one of those things where it's like, if it's if you do end up forming a great bond with them, that's then, great. then it's all good, but like you don't have to put that much pressure on it. Yeah, I as think long that's as you, As long as they like them. Otherwise, it's just, 
if otherwise if you've got say two siblings and everyone you date has two siblings it's too many families to be in yeah 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 you've got to keep the circle tight are we are we allowed to talk about the fact that you're getting married yeah i'm getting married That's so yeah you are yeah not long now you you've you've been together for a while yeah yeah a long time your long family's time. enmeshed yeah. what is what are your uh holiday plans in terms of each other's families have you do we you actually that? uh in a very sort of uh modern poc way we have done almost every christmas where i've just gone to my parents and she's gone to hers we're not like one of these couples where we're like <laughs> half an hour apart yeah. uh, we're like good i'll see you in a week uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, i'll think of you fondly yeah no but in general like also because like we're, we're when neither of us we live in London but we neither of us are from that far away so we it doesn't take that long to get to our parents so I see my parents pretty regularly so, so does she and um, with Christmases it's always been a case of just like yeah just split for a couple of days and then you know maybe I'll go there on the 27th or she'll come to mine and we'll hang out that's a bit that's nice do but, you ever do uh, a holiday of all four or is it that you're holidaying with her family or she's holidaying with yours we have never braved the the famous Square. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum, mums and dads. What well, it be a hexagon, right? Because two yeah. mums and dads. Yeah. Plus the the. I've been on holiday with her family. She's been on holiday with mine, and we, we yeah we, we kind of really get on either side. So it's kind of like we're we're we're, we're chill. But I mean, I, I would be. True. Honestly, our parents really get on with each other. But the day that they were going to meet, we've been dating for quite a long time by that point. And I remember we were standing. Uh, we'd arrived at the restaurant. Uh, me and my partner were at the restaurant and we were the, we knew that the families were on their way in separate cars and I think at one point I was so nervous it was like the most nervous I'd ever been and I was just like I was like you know it's, it's not too late we could just go <laughs> <laughs> you never have to see your family again so I never have leave. to see mine we just leave I was like, I was like uh, it's it's like I, I can mingle with the best of them but certain when, sometimes when you have people I, I'm, I'm never relaxed when people I know are meeting each other Yeah, and these are like the most these aren't flexible, like, friends. Yeah, these yeah, are like, yeah. you only have, these are my real mum and It dad. can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. You can't be like, oh, those are my mad home friends. It's okay, we'll cut them out in a couple of years. <laughs> I am like, these are my mad home friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry this about is, them. This is the people I lived with at oh. the time. Uh, <laughs> my old flatmates? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I have to invite them out because they used to pay for everything. <laughs> uh, no, but it's cruel to make old people hang out, I think. <laughs> no, because they're so yeah. set in their ways, they don't, also, don't do this to them. You, it's it's a bit like when you um, pair up maybe like cousins or teenage nephews and nieces and you're just like, oh, you're 16, he's 13, you'll get on. And the yeah, look yeah, they yeah. give you, just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, of course I, I won't get on with this guy. Stop putting me... And it's the same one. We you, like group together like 60-year-olds. Yeah. Like, we've been doing... Um, uh, tables for the wedding and we're just like we've been we were just like they're not going to get on we know them separately just because they're both 62 yeah. <laughs> does not mean they're going to be friends they must have something in common they, one day they'll get a bus pass soon yeah true not they even can, that soon anymore I don't think they get nostalgic for the millennium yeah or... they millennium as a copywriter I think you should offer a service of sitting at that table at a wedding and just doing icebreakers I quite often have sat at the worst table at a wedding I would say at more weddings that I've been to than not I've been on table 19 you know what I mean like right. the, the, everyone like a collection of the people who like strands. hate the bride and groom are partners of bridesmaids who the bride and groom wish they couldn't invite. I I often am on that table because oh. I got a bad attitude. <laughs> Speaking of, can I please tell you a horror story? Please. Uh, my friend begged her boyfriend to come to this wedding with her because she didn't know anyone there. 
they arrive and the bride and groom are like, we did this fun thing where we split everybody up in separate tables so they could get to know each yeah. other. So her boyfriend, who didn't want to come there in the first place, had to spend two days in Tuscany at a table with <gasps> random people he'd never met before. <laughs> I was going to be like four hours. But are you doing this at your wedding before we just <laughs> like, <laughs> like it off? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, I, I don't mind it when it's done to me. Yes, I really, I, don't I really, mind I, I end up having a lot of us. I'm trying. You know what? I'm at a wedding. I don't have to think about anything for the rest of the day. I'm half cut. Let's just let's just talk to strangers a bit yeah. and hope that organically comedy comes up and I yeah. can be like, actually, she's a close personal friend. <laughs> um, uh, I, I I don't really mind um, just chat, chatting to new people. I'm I just went on a stag this weekend and uh, I got back and we were in uh, Mallorca and I got back and my partner was like, uh, how was it? And I was like, great. I feel like I bonded with every guy there. Didn't learn any of their names. Classic stag, classic wedding. That's just me at weddings. I'm just like, I'll, I'll chat to people, get really yeah. into it, and just completely forget who they are. You are amazing at small talk. You're the best there is. I, I mean, I'd, I wish, I'd wish I'd been on more table 19s. Yeah, just they too are the damn best. popular. You always um, do, table 19, you always do, um, you bet on the length of the, uh, the father of the bride speech. Solid. That is an easy, everyone can get involved with that. Everyone finds a thing from their pocket. Someone did that at a wedding when I was like 21, like when I went to an early wedding and I was like, this is a great way to bring people together. Yeah. You just find any old thing, you all put it in the middle, you say your time. It's not even rude because a short speech can be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not saying that length yeah, equates to quality. Yeah, bit of like wedding gossip. And then everyone's like, oh, good, I want a fucking Metro card and a bottle top, you know, but like, oh, cute. and you've all like j joked about it and talked about it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna use this yeah. at his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it. I'll put you on an appropriate table. I think it's yeah, non-offensive. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like it could be short and brilliant, and you're not making any comments. Also, the thing is about table 19 is that you you've got this sense of like we're we're all of a certain distance, so no one's gonna be that sensitive. Completely. So if somebody goes, this starter is terrible, no one's gonna say, how dare you, my yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah. Slave yeah. over this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the daughter of the caterer, and that's why I'm on table 19. Yeah, exactly, who would be there? But you, I think you, you've got to look at the table 19 from the other side as well, which is you did make the cut. Yeah. I always think sometimes when I'm at a concert and I've got a really, I'm in the worst seat, I'm like, well, at least I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There are people who were outside who were like, Taylor selected me yeah. thanks to my contribution of 150 pounds. Fucking. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you could get if you could get a Taylor ticket for 150. Do you even think the worst one? Well, I have the worst ones, and they were a hundred. I think <gasps> that's it. So oh, okay. I, I was, I've spoken to people who got who did resale, so they've paid. No, 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 no. Amounts. Um, also, this is unrelated to family jewels, but related to weddings. Um, I've I'm so cripplingly scared to go to weddings alone that you have a very good policy where you're like, there are no plus ones. If you're invited, you're invited. Go yeah, fuck I yourself. I think that's mm. the way to do it. But um, other people don't have the, um, I would say, verve or the audacity to do that. Yeah. And so they'll be like, they'll just invite you, but then they'll just be unclear about the plus one policy. And what I have to do is make a very generous contribution to the honeymoon fund and then yeah. say, can I please have a plus <laughs> one? I would say within an hour of each other. I think that's a totally fair deal. And that's like, twice yeah. that's worked twice for I've me. paid for my plus yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely have done that. You're going to enjoy a couple's massage on me. Let me bring my flatmate. <laughs> that's not even an exaggeration. But also a wildcard person at a wedding. I think that's a good policy, actually. Just who you want there is the right policy. No, because but if that's the policy, that means that there will be other Exactly, ones. just ones. The, the most like. wildcard... There was one wildcard person at my brother's wedding, one of my brother's weddings. The only person I didn't know was, like, her cousin's boyfriend and he was mvp of the wedding 
He was like tearing up the dance floor. He was chatting to everyone. He really contributed. And I was like, you weren't your place. You know, you were a good yeah, time. Yeah, I think there's there's merit to that. But I think I'd, I'd be a little disappointed if it was my my wedding and they'd be like, who was the star? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, he was a... <laughs> He was a ringer, actually. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Who's that guy who brought the life of soul? That was uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Uh, I believe they weren't invited. <laughs> All right, on this podcast, we talk about, we want to know about, like, crazy family stories, gossip, okay. mad shit. How far back in your family do you know things about? Uh, probably... Um... I think it all gets a bit blurry around like the 40s. I don't really know where any of my grandparents were during world, the world, world War II. All right, better that way. Um, I mean, I, I know that they were like uh, mostly in Japan and Germany, but I can't tell <laughs> <where they were. laughs> Volunteering, presumably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Working at Baden-Baden, <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I think it goes back to sort of my grandparents. I know that... We all, a load of them, they all went from like India to Uganda. And I know that they got kicked out of Uganda. And then my dad and his siblings went to India. My mum came here um, with all of like, her family. So all four of your grandparents moved to Uganda? Uh, yeah, they were all born in sort of the same part of Gujarat. And I, they were all, and almost all of my aunts and uncles, both sides, were born in Uganda. Um, but most of my grandparents were dead before I was born, so I've never really been, I wasn't really able to ask them, be like, why'd you go to Uganda? But Did I, your I'm parents kids. meet in Uganda? They were, they're from the same village, but they met here. Okay. But, the, the, but, but obviously that's kind of because like the community stayed tight-knit yeah. as they moved across. Yeah. Um, Where did they come to in the UK? So my mum was in Clapham. Uh, Hitting up Infernos, yeah, 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 straight yeah, away. I was, yeah. She set up Infernos. <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, yeah. She was in Clapham uh, with like well, as my aunts and uncles and stuff, um, and some of them are still sort of in Stratham and stuff. And and my dad came to the UK when he was eighteen, a couple of years later, because he went to India for a bit and went to like finish schooling in India. Yeah. And then he came to the UK and he lived with my great uncle in Worthing for a while because my great uncle had come here for like boarding school in the late 50s crazy and so he was like the first one so as everybody else Aww. came over he was like settling them wow so he was my... like let me show you what Woolworth is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> check this out and I always think it's quite funny because he was like uh, he was gay and out and uh, he would he would like he would, he released a really good like sitar pop album like in, in like 66 <gasps> what yeah. what it's got like a cover. It's like you it, it, it's on Spotify. And what? It's like got like covers of um, Scarborough Fair and Eleanor Rigby, and he pr- it got produced by a guy who did David Bowie's first album. Rajiv, how has this never come up? This is insane. Yeah, I know. It's pretty mad stuff. But he's been he's been dead ages, so I can't even mine it for a show. Wait, no, uh, that's man, you can mine it. You need to play him in the biopic. We'll write I it know, for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he, I always think it's really funny that he was probably like having the time of his life, being like, "Mom and Dad are at home. I'm out. Dude, I'm having a wicked time." That's an amazing story. Idiot. I mean, what? Okay, yeah, I'll give up everything and I'll sort you out. <laughs> Literally, oh effectively, like his parents, my dad's grandparents, came here, like got them a place to live, and then all, then all of my dad's aunts and uncles, like my dad's mum was the oldest of nine, and so all of those aunts and uncles were like coming over. So he was like, "Right, let was me he help out to them?" Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I don't think it was ever a secret. 
Um, but I think he was probably having like a real like, I don't care about anything. I'm a really good time. It's the 60s. Suddenly like, okay. Yeah, he right, had an bit, album out. Bit, more, mo- bit, bit, more, mon- bit more money to mum and dad. Got to sort this all out now. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he was a real cool dude. Like, so this, your this... dad lived with him? Yeah, for, for like the first few years. And then he kind of um, was in London. When, when, his, when my dad's parents came over... He, well, my dad's, uh, uh, yeah, my dad's parents came over. They they moved to Southall, and then he was in Southall for a bit, and then he, he sort of moved around a bit for like work and things. Imagine being an 18-year-old, growing up in Uganda and India, and then arriving in London to your great uncle, his uncles. Yeah, yeah, his To uncle. his uncles, LMFAO. LMFAO. Yeah, That's oh my God. My da- yeah, they were the original LMFAO, but with Sitar. And then you show up, and he's just the coolest dude yeah. ever. Well, they were very close because my um, my dad's mum was the oldest. A lot of his aunts and uncles were like quite similar age to him. Okay. So it's kind of like you're like, oh, this is my uncle, but you're really more like cool cousin. older if brother. It's, it's kind of like your cousins. Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can an uncle be a cousin? Yeah. <laughs> You've just answered our own that. Questions. That is unbelievable. You're yeah. just like sucked into the coolest. Yeah, yeah, so they came here, and also, like... Getting off the plane and just getting dragged into Studio 54. That's the vibe. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's and so, yeah, they've been here since, like, the 70s. Who is the oldest person in your family you ever knew? Uh, My mum's mum, who I I think she died when I was about five. Um, I'm one of, like, 20 cousins on that side. So she was very loving, but like... It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I love all of you. I don't know yeah, who any of yeah, you are. Yeah. Kind of like you on that stack, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in a WhatsApp Not getting anybody's name. <laughs> who is your um, favorite cousin? Who's the best cousin? You don't even need to say your favorite. Everyone has one best cousin. I've got... They're all pretty great, to be honest. Like, That's nice. I've got... I, when I say to people, I've like, got oh, a big family. They're like, oh, yeah, big set of family of cousins you never see. I was like, no, no, they're all... We get on pretty well. That's really um, nice. And it's really great, because like, having a wedding is like... I'm the second youngest cousin on that side, cut side of all the cousins. And, and so it's like, I've been to almost all of their weddings. Aww. And I've been the little dickhead when I was like 10, 13, 17. And then when we started booking this wedding, it was like, are we gonna invite kids? I was like, the things I've done at their weddings, I can't deny them their children and mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not fair, it wouldn't be honorable. Um, I, they're, they're all very cool. I mean, um, they're, they're incredibly upstanding members of suburban London society. Great. A variety of opticians and speech therapists. Fantastic. And financiers. Someone for every need. Yeah, they're very sweet. Most of them have watched my my special. Do they? Um, they're into it? Yeah, well, they're all polite enough to say yes. That's, I think that's a win. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all really cool. Cool, let's just wrap this up then. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't have anyone who's like, you know, like a mountaineer or a porn star. Uh, jumps out. You, I mean, I will find this out this weekend, the following weekend. Yeah. And I'll yeah, report yeah. back if yeah, there yeah. are, if I find any porn stars. That being said, I think you have a very distinct, cool persona. And I was wondering, is it hereditary? Does it run in the family? Are you, are you cool? Because it kind of sounds like you are cool. Do you see elements of, or do people ever comment that there are elements of you in people, other people they knew in your family? Is anyone like, oh, you're so like your... Um, no, actually. I mean, I look exactly like my dad, and I've got hair exactly like my mum. But I, you know what I realised? Because I think, I like things about, oh, yeah, I'm cool, or like, whatever. But I think 
a lot of that comes from like a keen interest in music and there's lots of, sort of musicians in my family including like my great uncle and some of my great aunts and stuff were always like singers and musicians and, st and, and stuff um but like looking back i think especially now with my sort of like 70s 80s aesthetic uh i was looking at some old pictures and i was like oh all I ever want to dress like is just like all of my uncles in 1974. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, do you remember the big sideburns I had last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, that's what it is. Forget. I think I want to be the cool guy, but just 50 Something years ago. Something in you is <laughs> boring you to that. It's so boring to be like, oh, I was born in the wrong generation. But look at these old pictures. Like, this doesn't. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it suits you so. It's funny how some people just have a look that's like of a, like I that I think that era really suits you. Like every time this the like seventies come back into fashion and that's like the wardrobe, I'm like, god damn it, there's just like gonna be nothing I can wear. Like nothing will look good on me for women from that era. Like there's just no look. But every time the like forties are a little bit back in, I'm like, at last, oh, yeah. shop. It's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what about right now when it's all about two thousand and two? Absolutely not. It's like I just can't wear it. I don't even know. Like I, every I am, outfit a chaos for me. I am bullied by the the way the waist the dropped waist. Absolutely the dropped not. waist is truly unfair because it's so only a thing you can do between. 16 and 25 yeah but also I think something that I have been seeing a lot is um, at the peak of the early 2000s it was really fashionable to have a very long torso do you remember <laughs> oh, long torso yeah. women yeah which Where I do not have you would, you would have no pubes whatsoever so you could really have a bikini that went it wasn't even no pubes it was like no mons pubis it was like so you had stressful. like get got the stomach extended <laughs> you're like the, the distance between uh, under boob and belly button would be the exact same distance from belly button to wherever it would go I feel it like it just, kind of the belly button would be in the middle of your body. When that's poorly attempted, it makes you look a bit like um, the Uncut Gems lady when she was wearing that really weird outfit that made her look really like <laughs> yeah. spoony. Yeah. Right Julia here. Fox, yeah. Julia Fox. Kind or, of made her look like one of those little bugs in Men in Black. The yeah, the grasshoppers in yeah. Men in Black, yeah. Oh, everything about it so stressful. The flat, flat shoes, were you wearing like pumps? <gasps> oh my God. They're the, back. Yeah, the ones that literally are like a just like a shoe. sock. 
I never understood those the first time round because I was just like, isn't your foot just slamming into the ground? Of course it is. And now I have literal, I'm like, I've always had flat arches ever since. I'm sure that's not from that, but it like definitely exacerbated it. And then I'm like, well, now I'm an, a grown up. It's like, I got that plantar fasciitis thing yeah. on oh, that's the my worst. right foot. Yeah. Wait, what's that? It's like a pain in the arch of your foot by your heel. And it's just like, because of tightness. But like, yeah, I'm sure I was just like, whacking my foot against the concrete for years those like long ass flares that would just be like disgusting around the bottom oh when you when you stepped on it what's mad is not only are those flares back well I guess you wouldn't call them flares they're just big the whole way yeah they are they're like tight crotch but wide what's mad is I'm seeing people with like a very slim trainer underneath like a kind of like like a a van as in what's the slim trainer which is like almost like a a, a pea plimsoll type shape where it doesn't make your foot look very wide at all it's quite you're seeing those under those big big jeans and I just I'm like uh, it kind of looks like you're really into like stereophonics in 2003 that's what they're going for yeah it's a very weird one I thought out of all of the a lot of the 2001-2002 aesthetics when they came in I was like yeah that makes sense that really ties to like kind of club culture vibes and even I guess there's like a sort of like skinny legend about the low-rise jeans because you're just like check me out you're just exposing your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look how long my torso, <laughs> yeah, yeah. torso damn girl does torso. that torso <laughs> ever end long legend um, <laughs> but like there's this thing of like you have to be like model skinny to make that yeah, look work so i guess like yeah if you're young and you're really skinny you want to like show off that look but now that this is coming in the really big jeans i'm like they don't look that good on anybody no that but they, it's not about looking good yeah, that's, that's all I can do. It's like not about looking, good. and that I can respect because it's also not about looking good for me either. <laughs> I do feel like I, I'm I one of you. Let me in. Protest. I invented not looking good. Every I, time I see my parents, they look absolutely horrified at what I'm wearing. They like do not know where to start. But I want to be like, I know, I know. <laughs> that's yeah. the this is intentional. Yeah, 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 yeah. My parents stopped trying to understand a long time ago. I think. But you always look fantastic. First of all, and second of all, you are look fantastic in a way that they can understand. Oh, thank you. You know what? This this is really. I don't. I'm not like a a a smart dresser that often. It's more just like I was really cold this morning and I don't have many jumpers. I was like, I have to wear a shirt underneath. Business. It's giving driving instructor. Yeah, a little bit. What were you doing during the on on the Millennium Eve? Do you remember? Oh yeah, I went to. Um, Central London with my mum and dad and my brother and sister and my cousins Akash and Ravi and their mum and dad and a few of like a few more mums and dads and kids. Yeah. And it was a horrible time. Obviously yeah. the worst possible night. It's weird. How would you keep track of all these tiny little kids? Well, we ended up all kind of getting splintered off. I think for a, a good few hours I was just with my mum. And it was like I imagine if you were an adult it would have been like, "Oh, what a stress." It was pretty damn traumatizing. Also, <laughs> it's kind of like a shared trauma because every now and then you'll chat about the millennium to someone and they're like, yeah, I went to London with my parents. I'm like, I was there too. <laughs> what was it to see? There were fireworks. Fireworks, okay. yeah. And um, I think there was this thing of like, oh, it's the millennium, it's the big year. But Is, like, I is Y2K going to get Piccadilly Circus? That would yeah. be my question. Did you think the yeah. millennium, did your parents think the millennium bug was coming? I know my dad filled a bath with water. That was what he did. He was like, maybe there'll be no more water. <laughs> I don't know why. That is such like dad solution. You're like, I know you're like this it's not that this is a bad idea, Dad. It's just only it's three percent of a good idea. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's really not enough of a good idea for you to have done it. It gets you through the first thirty seconds and then yeah. you really have to find another plan. Did your parents did your parents I actually don't know. It? My um my dad is uh is an accountant 
and he's an at-home accountant. So as a result, we had like a computer long before any of my friends ever had a computer. Like, we've had a computer exciting. as long as I can remember. Um, and I think there was probably a healthy bit of like paranoia, but I think anybody who knew anything about anyone who used computers and it wasn't like deep, deep knowledge of how they worked, yeah. I think they were probably fine being like, it's not really going to happen. The deep, deep knowledge people were probably like, shit, all of the logic that we we use about it. Because I think the more the more you know about something, the more you're worried it'll break because you know all the ways it yeah, can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas if you're just using it, you're like, well, the clock's just going to go to zero and then... Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're like, why why wouldn't it... Time work? resets. You, if you don't know the computer science behind it, um, I mean, you're a computer science person. Did, did does the have you read anything about the Millennium Bug? Would, do you think you would have been? Were you afraid at the time? I mean, I was eight years old. Okay. I, I think I only learned about Y2K and the Millennium Bug years after. Really? I didn't even know that was but happening like, at the time. D- if you re- reading about like why they were afraid of it, do you think you would have believed it if you were an adult at the time? Probably not. I think it was it was like lots of fear mongering, right? And people and companies profiting off of it. Yeah. I guess so. And it's really funny because I guess at the time they were like, we've become too dependent on computers, guys. And, uh-huh. and we're all going to learn our lesson right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it, it passed. or like, we're so going to not I learn our I vaguely remember lessons. it, but I was not that interested in it because the two things that stand out for me for the millennium were, one, I bought my first ever eyeshadow. I got like a sparkly <gasps> eyeshadow and I really thought I was going to look amazing. I guess it was 11. And I was like, this is my night. You were like... I'm going to be a brand new person yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2000. Yeah. I was like, goodbye, 1999 me. Also day. futuristic. I loved the the sort of yeah. like futurism of the early 2000s. Remember every magazine was like the smart oh, home, yeah, the yeah. smart home. Your fridge is going to talk to you. I was, Everyone I was, was like, obsessed with the number now. 2000. Yeah. Everything had, 2000 was on everything. <laughs> it was just like, okay. It's a good number. It's very futuristic as a number. Yeah. It is great. It really feels, yeah, the robots are 2000. Yeah. But then I went to a party with my parents, a big party with lots of people, and it was the first time I ever saw a teenager get hospitalized from drinking too much. <gasps> oh, yeah. man. She we... hit it really hard. And Y2K. And ambulance had to come. Y2K, baby. <laughs> we had, um, where we were, there was, I saw when I was, oh, this is on the millennium, when we got split, we were like waiting by a troop station for ages. I think they'd been closed or something. And there was definitely an over, I can remember this relatively clearly, there was an overpass, what, like a, a walking overpass above us. And someone had collapsed up there, so there was like a amb- there was like a paramedics up there, and I was just like beneath there, just like death is all around. The us. real millennium bug yeah. is the knowledge of your own mortality. Oh my god! I would never, I would never recommend taking children to. Uh, it's just also it's not particularly worth it. Like if you take like taking kids into crowds, sometimes it's worth it because you're just like, oh, we're all gonna go to a festival and they can watch music. But like, like the the fireworks are just so you can you can literally just watch fireworks in your town. Yeah. I'll do anything to avoid crowds. I don't want to be in a crowd ever in my entire life, even if it's for the best reason. It's blowing my mind that we lived through the year 2000. (laughs) It is kind of weird. It's crazy because like our kids are going to be like, you were there at the turn of the fucking century. Yeah. And then how did we celebrate it? By building the Millennium Dome. Yeah. Okay, let's not go hot on the Millennium Dome. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, one of the great tent structures of this world. Next time you're watching EastEnders, you thank me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go to the Millennium Dome when it was... um... No, but I do know that there's a collector in America 
who's collecting all of the merch they ever sold. And he has a list of things he has and he has a list of things he's looking for. And if you have what he's looking for, which are like tea towels and keychains that he like... <laughs> he will pay. He will pay top dollar to send it to, to him. It's like in, he's somewhere in like Missouri or something. How would you feel if you were like in a long-term relationship with a person like that and they started showing signs of a, an, an interest like that? <sighs> you know, they, they, they're kind of like... The, the, you're with them in a thrift store and they're like, oh, look at this Millennium Dome t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, you have to stamp it out immediately. Be like, put that down. This is a question you have to consider it's getting like, oh, married. stamps are actually quite interesting. Stop <laughs> that. This is why I'll never marry. Because yeah. I, I can't I can't be tied to someone when they suddenly get a random interest in uh, ephemera. Yeah. They start the collection. No way, baby. I'm out. Post breakup, one of the things that you realize that like things that you were like, oh, that's cute. Or you were like, that's that's fun. It's you realize that that was not. And you were just trying to justify it to yourself in your head. Yeah. I've had that happen so many times. That's the, the line between like, no, almost no things are objectifiably like good or bad or like cute or not cute. It just depends how you feel about that person. You cannot break up with Heli because if you do break up, she's going to realize you're not funny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we can't yeah, have yeah. that. It's okay. She doesn't think I'm that funny anyway. <laughs> I've, lock, I've locked in my other good personality traits. It's like you got you got to know what's going to last the longest. You know, your partner's got to fall in love with you because you're nice because you can be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. Ones that you can continue yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like, I'm young and sexy. Look at all my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's 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 poor investment, my friend. How did your parents meet, and why did they fall in love with each other? So they met um, because so they kind of like were aware of each other because um, like after my mum's brother married my dad's aunt, that was in like the that was actually in Uganda. That was in the late sixties. They like knew of each other. Um, so my dad comes to the UK in seventy five, and then like um, he knew. So they would see each other at like um, functions and things. Um, and as my, everyone was getting married in order because my mum's the youngest. So like her people. And so as she sort of got to an age where she was like looking to find someone to marry, she sort of met my dad a couple of times and she thought he liked her sister. A classic uh, story. Very yeah, yeah. Aus- Aus- Jane Austen-esque. And they would, uh, so they started meeting up and they'd go on dates. I think. Wait, in- her or her sister? No, no, no. My dad and my mum. Okay, yeah. I hope they're not the sister. And uh, the whole time she was like, he fancies my sister? Or no, I think she thought that, that before they okay. ever went on a date. Uh, and then they started like sort of going on dates, I think in like Battersea Park. Aww. Yeah, which is like quite sweet. And I think they were sort of courting relatively quietly for that part of the year before they were like, should we get married? Like, yeah, let's, let's when go. it was her turn. They'd all, all the mm-hmm. older ones. Yeah, done. effectively. I think all of my aunts and uncles got married in age order. So my my mum's sister just one above her got married like six months before. Her. Um, but it was like it, it was very much like if you have that many kids and everyone's getting married, and yeah. everyone is getting married. Yeah, you got to just it's, it's schedule like, it. Yeah, you're scheduling it. Yeah, and there yeah, was yeah. definitely like I think there was like definitely some stigma to the idea of like you know your one sibling getting married before their older sibling had. Is that what's happening in your? Uh, I, I think yeah, the, yeah, there's definitely stigma. My brother does not care. <laughs> <laughs> my brother is just uh, he, he's he's 35. He quit his job uh, for a big uh, consulting firm last year where he'd been working since he graduated. Wow, he's, brave. Now he's just like the ultimate lord of leisure. All he does is go on holiday. Oh. He makes more new friends than any other 35-year-old I know. Great. The dream. Wait, he's the one who dated my friend from school? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. This was after, so after they broke up, he's 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 steered into this whole uh, very much like, okay, I'm not going to be in a relationship. It's just purely me time. 
Oh my God, good for him. Yeah, yeah. He he's, sounds he's great. He's in his, uh, what do you call it? Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not offended that you, um, you're marrying no, before No, he's him. completely to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good balance of siblings. Is it just the two of you? No, I've got a younger sister. What's, yeah. what's her vibe? She's really great. She's only about, um, she's like 20 months younger than me, 18 months oh. younger than me. So we were only like a year apart in school, so we we're quite tight. Um, she's great. She's kind of like a lady me. Great. She's very funny. She's great. A good job. Nice boyfriend. Great. Lovely little flat. Very responsible. Great. She's kind of the more responsible of the three of us. So a wild card sibling and a... Yeah, well, he wasn't... I was the wild card. This is what's wow. really annoying. How He's kind of taken it from me. Now I'm like sensible with my sort of day job and, and soon-to-be wife. Yeah. And, and and I think a lot of my... You know, I think the thing you asked me earlier about like your cousins, like, oh, who's the crazy one? I think a lot of my other cousins would probably say me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's probably why I was a bit like, oh, no, they're all very normal and sensible and, and kind. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm the one who's... I think a lot of them are surprised that I have been as straight down the line as I, 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 I mean, I probably should have been more of a renegade. I, now I'm like, oh, I'm, I like what I like. Uh, I like trying new things, but I'm very much like, I like the same thing. Oh, stay, and one thing is that Hanging out in London, do, watching comedy, doing, doing comedy, hanging out with the same people and um, <laughs> living in my little flat. Yeah, why That's not? It. That's nice. I was, thinking about, basically, I was thinking about moving the other day and I was like, I don't ever want to move. And I was like, but eventually I'm going to have to. And I was like, oh God, change life changes i find change very difficult yeah did you were you did you live in one place the whole time you were a child basically two what one when i was really little and then one from like eight upwards where we where my parents still are and i think we were okay i think that we were young enough that they were like we're gonna move yeah, and, and you were exciting. like okay it's exciting um but then i was thinking about how like my parents it's completely empty nest now and i was like oh they might give up the house and i was like no don't give it up stop no that's don't. hard that is a hard life stage thing i have a friend who's gone through her parents uh well one of her parents selling their family home recently and i think it was like not only a huge job to like sort through a lifetime of stuff which i guess is did you see that thing that was like um it was like millennials don't want your stuff there's like all people saving like tea sets and like yeah. just like they're, they're nice China and stuff and being like, young people don't have anywhere to, well, millennials aren't even young people anymore, but like people don't have anywhere to so put So that's like stuff. us with like all our beanie babies. And uh, yeah, exactly. Like no one wants your beanie babies. I've still got all the beanos I ever collected. Do you? I have some yeah. beanos. I kept the millennium beano. I remember wrapping oh, it in plastic yeah. and I was I like, this is going to be valuable well. one day. I'm and sure it will be. That was the biggest fallacy though. Beanos are not valuable. I bought some at a market years ago from like the 70s and I was like, these will be worth loads. But they, they just released so many and so many people kept them that they're never going to be that valuable also i don't think there's that many collectors like beanie babies who do you sell them to well no one now well we never thought y2k would happen and now they're selling tamagotchis at urban outfitters so don't underestimate the power of time yeah i guess but i think the actual i think they'll, they might start making new ones of things and selling them and that's kitchen all but i don't think no matter basically if you kept it it probably hasn't gained any value if you, if the Antiques Roadshow came through your town today, you know people like take an object onto that. That's a very good question. And to, to like see if it's valuable. What object would you? Oh man. Is there, what would you take from your flat that you have that you would be like, oh, this would be the most likely or like to check the value. Are you taking all your the beanos? The most interesting. You'd maybe take the beanos. Um, yeah. And if, it, honestly, if they were like, these are worth less than you bought it for, I'd be like, just fucking keep it. <laughs> just leave it in the bin. <laughs> 
I have. Um, what would you take? Have you got a mystery item? Okay, can... so are we familiar with the brand uh, Forever Twenty One? Yeah, I've heard of it. So Forever Twenty One, an iconic, iconic fast fashion brand, who I think they're out of business now, right? They would. They were never here. They, yeah, never, so we they don't... never made it. Here. Okay, well in America they. But we've were... heard about it from there because of uh, American television. If it's not near a James flat, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were it. They were the moment. Okay, yeah. the way that Abercrombie and Fitch was the moment. Well, um, you might be able to explain what what's like a comparative British. Tammy Jane girl? Norman. Uh, Jane yeah, Norman. Tammy. Tammy girl. River Island. Is, is Jane Norman here? New Ta- look. Jane Norman's here. Old new look, but when new new look has gone a bit more upmarket, it's it is more like a Tammy or a. Yeah, maybe how River Island used to be. Maybe okay, all of them so were more compared. Okay, so 2000s new yeah, look, yeah, yeah. 2000s River I think all Island, of them yeah. have tried to up scale yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit, but we're more like that. So, Forever 21, fast fashion icon. It, it, it is really a time capsule. Like, some of the stuff that you'll see there is, like, everybody owned, right? Peplum tops, yeah. etc. A big owl necklace. We remember. We <laughs> remember. <laughs> big owl necklace. <laughs> that owl was a scourge. <laughs> <laughs> big owl necklace, knee-high boots, or the Jeffrey Campbells. Anyways, so I, um, I had an enviable collection of tops that I think... Um, and the thing is, it's not a rare top, but I think the, the clothes were so flammable. I feel like they simply would have disintegrated in other wardrobes or yeah, people yeah, yeah. would have just discarded them. But I do have a few pieces that I've held on to. One of them specifically is a crop tank top. Never stop it. <sighs> that is made out of that like, almost like feather thin, like transparent material. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? And on this transparently light crop in big ass rhinestones that are like weighing down this really thin top oh it's just God. the word god <laughs> did you love it did you love yeah, it yeah i wore it to the club <laughs> i wore it to the edm show <laughs> it's giving have you ever seen that picture of me when i was 18 when i was on holiday with after school people went on like a like a mad holiday are we but, talking like nuki or cavos uh well i think People were going all over the place, right? But people were going on wild holidays. But my group of friends, clever girls, were like, we're going to do a really sophisticated thing no, instead. No, so we went no. to my friend's, like, family's town in Italy. I guess they, like, had a flat there. And it was, I think it was sort of her 18th birthday present. But it was, like, a really out-of-the-way town. And then there was one nightclub. And then we went so hard in that nightclub every night. We were just so messy. <laughs> but I found these T-shirts, and they just said, pick me up now. I need you so bad. And then I wore <laughs> the entire week with a sparkly cap. Oh man, that's so funny. You guys belonged in like Cavos. Yeah, I was like, I should have just gone somewhere where I could have partied hard rather than this shitty holiday. Also, the feeling you get when you do go on those holidays, I went with some friends, 17, went to sunny beach, Bulgaria. What up? Um, (laughs) Who chose that? uh, The travel agent. (laughs) You were like, where can we go now? I'm not that old. I'm sorry for saying travel agent. Um, uh, Yeah, and and we went there. And I think the the feeling was like, oh God, it's going to be, we're going to be the only like non animals there instant feeling of relief of being like no we're just normal and everybody else is normal and it's yeah, all yeah, fine yeah. and we're yeah. all just gonna get wasted yeah. that's it yeah um, i should have done it i think i would have enjoyed it that more. is very funny though. yeah as soon as i got there i was like i re- deeply regret thinking i was gonna have a sophisticated i time. had the same thing when i got to uni and i met all these million gap year people and they were all like oh i just came back from thailand i was like oh my god you went to thailand <laughs> what wow. i was like are you the things you must have seen. <laughs> and then like, years later, I got to go to Thailand. I was like, oh yeah, you were 19 and you came to Party Central. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. And you partied with other people from Surrey. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Like, you did not have a real experience. No. Like, oh, God, um, that's so funny. Where's your realist experience you've ever had? 
Oh god, I honestly don't think I've I've bit, done done much real in my time. I, I I very much stick on the beaten track. I've been to Thailand, which is great. Went to a full moon party. Have you been to one? No. Uh, it, like Thailand is 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 genuinely great. Like it's like a perfect blend of like, it's accessible and touristy, but it feels like authentic. The people are friendly. It's affordable. Uh, there's loads to do. Travels like like like. And you can drink out of a really big bucket until. Yeah, you everyone tells you like, oh, apparently the the Red Bull here still has speed in it, and you just go, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that is exciting. People always say that. So, but yeah, the Formula Part I remember it just being like a very yeah very like cr- crazy, but also just like quite gross. Like I think if you ever like do one of those things where you travel across the world for a legendary thing, so if you ever go to like Burning Man or something yeah. like that, I feel like the strong feeling is going to be like is shitter than people said. Definitely. I mean, Burning yeah. Man, definitely. If we well, learn anything from this year, it's that Burning Man looks horrible. Well, that's how I feel about Bali Ballerson or any foam party. Yeah. Where you're just like, who's cleaning this? <laughs> oh, please, God. who's cleaning this? It's like the primary directive of my life. I can't enjoy anything unless <laughs> yeah. I know how it's been sanitized before. Foam pa- Maybe that's how they started foam parties. They were just <laughs> like, right, we've got to clean all this up. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Phone parties had such a short shelf life. Like, you turn 18, everyone's like, phone party! You go to one, you turn like 18 and a half, and you're like, I'd never do a phone party again. <laughs> Apparently they're doing disgusting. baby phone parties now. I heard from my, uh, my I got a niece. Is it like a one. gender reveal? Where the no, color no, they, of the were, they were at a farm. They were at a family farm, and then there was a phone party at the farm. And as far as I could see, there was like foam being sprayed off the back okay, of the Okay, but tractor. babies would be into the For foam. babies, yeah. yeah that's that who it's called. Yeah, but like, they're the last people you should be pay- like maying around. For. They like pissing and shitting themselves. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, I hear other people on the beaches in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God. I remember like the amount of people that were pissing in the sea at the full moon party. We were just like, that's got to be mostly pissed by now, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever done any real off the beaten track stuff. I uh, I've only I don't, don't I haven't traveled much. I've been, I actually having said when I've been to India, we went to like um, went to Gujarat and stuff to like the town where my dad lived. And do you have um, any family left there? Yeah, I've got some of my dad's cousins. So my my paternal grandfather, he had one sister who um, moved here and all of her kids are here and they come to my wedding and stuff and and then the other sister was staying in India so her like five children and all of their kids and stuff they're all um, they're in India so we hung out with them which was cool Um, but yeah I don't know what's off the beaten track what have you done only not intentionally only by accident have I ended up in just really unfortunate places feeling very dangerous well you went to the Holy Land theme park in Orlando Florida oh yeah I did once when I left graduated from university I drove from Florida to uh, upstate New York and I went to the I think the Holy I think it's gone the Holy it's Land gone. theme park isn't it sadly it is that was gone. the scariest place I've ever been to in my entire life it was it's like it was owned by Turner Broadcasting it was like f- fundamentalist I, as we were going in, me and my boyfriend at the time were like, if anyone asks, let's say we're cousins. Because we were like, we got, right. we, like, obviously no one was going to ask, but it did have that energy. All that, it was like half built. It was never finished. And all that happened all day is that they had a big mega church and you'd sit and then like every half an hour they'd do a new show. And the guy who was playing Jesus and the guy who was playing the devil, both very luscious long hair men, would um, switch parts. And they both loved playing the devil and hated playing Jesus. And isn't that a metaphor for life? Yeah. That's true. That, I, I, so it's not like a theme park? No, it was rubbish. It had no rides. It had like a, an ex, a walkthrough experience where you could like see different Bibles, but we like pushed through the doors to get ahead and then we were just in like these dark rooms with these like 
animatronics holding Bibles. It was honestly really scary. That sounds really funny because it's like one of those things where you're like, this will be a big laugh. And then within eight oh, yeah, seconds, not you're like, this isn't a laugh. And I was like, I shouldn't have given laugh. my money I to I want to go to the car. <laughs> yeah, I got to leave. Disney is just down the road. I should have yeah, gone there especially instead. Universal Studios as well. Please. That big upside down house. There's magic. Why am I doing this? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was a nice one. I think oh, when I you tell a lie. I've been to a North Korean restaurant in Cambodia. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah. How's that? Uh, very creepy. Uh, all of the, the, the women who were waitresses, they were like Stepford wives. They were quite unsettling. And they obviously didn't like serving us. I think we were the only people in there. They, they had, a, I think it was mostly Chinese clientele. And they, I think North Korea and China have quite a good relationship. And so like, it was like just eating kimchi. It was good. Uh, and then, but like we kind of, the, the, at one point, all of the um, the waitresses they'd go up onto stage and perform in between, like so. All right, we love a little Alan Stardust Diner. Yeah, Alan <laughs> North Korean Stardust Diner. But it was a little like unsettling. It was kind of like sort of like very wide smiles to the point where you could almost see like a kind of panic in the eye, and you were like, "Oh God, I don't know about this." Mm -hmm. um, and there was like a real like muscly dude behind the counter, just that you were just like, "Yeah, that guy's." That guy's like the guy who makes sure no one steps out of line. But the food was good. I mean, all I think all I had was kimchi. All right. Uh, Can't go nice. wrong. Yeah. And then um, the they they were taking pictures with the guy who's it was his birthday and they were taking pictures with him. And then my friend said, oh, can we have some pictures as well? And it was me and my two white friends. And uh, they just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Precious and we memories. Were like, cool. You know what? Uh, point. Fair enough. We've been here long enough. Here's the cash. Goodbye. Very much like, do not put a card down. Yeah, yeah. We were Leave so we were so paranoid, but the truth is, it's like there's no way even the North Korean government has the time to go after every person who who has the 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 gall to patron their business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think via okay. restaurant as well. Yeah. Okay, we need to wrap this up, but I can't wrap this up without pointing out one very important thing. When we were in Bristol, Rajiv and I on tour, I had the pleasure of seeing the very bedroom where Rajiv lost his virginity. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. And that's how yeah, you introduced yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh he my God, took I us there. about that. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, let, let, let me take it a walk. <laughs> okay, this is the pure energy of Bristol because my dad did the exact same thing to me. When I, <laughs> my dad went to Bristol University and then he took me on a tour around Bristol and he just pointed at places that he banged. Legends. Yeah, that was all I learned on a oh, trip no, around. We should do this together. Yeah, you can go, you can all do, all of you get together, do yeah. a tour of all the places. A walking tour. Was it was it nice a coincidence that we walked past the flat I used to live in and I, just, and I, and I was like, See that window? I took a picture of you. I've got a picture of it. Oh, yeah. I'm printing it out for the wedding. It's very mem good, good memories. Um, and if she's listening. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I one day hope to see it myself. I will <laughs> We'll plan a Bristol trip. We'll put the map coordinates on that was, our That was such a uh, memorable trip. Yeah. You got a show out of it. I showed you my old room. That's nice. Yeah, That's friendship right there. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything to promote? Um, you can watch my uh, last show on ITVX it's called Galavant please watch it you uh, must you also must ITVX is really popping off guys you, you need to show ITVX a bit more respect you've been paid uh, I, I wish I was <laughs> I think I'm in a, technically in the position I'm now where I'm like if I don't if I don't get more views I'm going to owe them some money <laughs> sometime <laughs> Uh, no, but I generally went on it, and I think since they switched it to ITBX, they put all these really decent movies on there, and I'm just That's like, exciting, nobody knows about it. It's a cool name for a platform as well. Yeah, cool. Everyone likes. X. Everything's got to be X. ITBX yeah. Factor. Very mi ITV millennium. X Men Three. 
X. Oh yeah, I'll plug that. I watched X Men Three recently. Yeah, you enjoyed La- it. The Last Stand. I watched that on the plane. All right. It's you know it's so great. And I said thoroughly recommend. So that. check out Rajiv's stand up special or X Men Three: The Last Stand, two thousand six. Just a fan. Yeah. The perfect double feature. This episode of Family Jewels was produced by our nephew Andrew White in the fantastic Trusty Hog Studio. I've been your one fun cousin, maybe two fun cousins, us and us together, but one of the fun cousins, Charlie Dinkin. And I've been your dad's brother, who's still living in the basement, but promises he's leaving any day now, Olga Koch. Like, subscribe, share, and talk about us at your next family reunion. If you have any family stories, secrets, or skeletons that you want to share, DM us on Instagram. Or leave them to us in your will. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.